right so greetings everyone and welcome to this special episodic discussion podcast on ranking the screen films uh so i'm your host renegade operative and today we're going to get right into it with our first guest here and that is brendan hi there the blue box god is back uh, welcome back welcome back and next we have mr shu Oh god. Uh yeah. Am I unmuted? Yes I am. Okay. Yes. Sadly. Okay, there we go. Anyways, hello. <laughs> Excited to do this list. Next up we have Tolkien. Hi, I'm back for another podcast. Excited to talk about the screen movies. Still deciding my ranking, but it'll it'll work out. She's very nervous. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, we have Kaneki. Oh, well, I appreciate it. At least you saved the best for last. <laughs> uh, Can't wait to roast uh, a certain Scream movie to the ground, but I am here to talk about Scream. Other than ranking. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we'll get right into it then with our rankings. I guess I'll go first. So, uh, let's see. We're going to pick best from worst. Obviously, I'm going to start with the first one. The first scream, that impact was incredible when I saw it in theaters. Uh, I remember the first scene where it was this long sequence of a guessing game is where the killer is, where he's going to show up and the questions and everything. It just it just was 100 percent iconic. And then the movie sort of rolled in from there, kept playing with tropes and uh, expectations and making up the horror movie rules. And, and this movie was popular for, once again, bringing back the era of horror. Like, horror slashers were just kind of dead. Horror in general was, like, kind of dead in the 90s. Uh, so this movie was the one that revitalized everything, and it made me appreciate that a lot more because I don't want to even guess what would happen if it didn't. Um there's a lot of imitators too that came from scream so that makes it really important for revitalizing the genre so i have to pick the first one in terms of my ranking the next one is gonna be you know what i'm just gonna say it i i, I think scream 2 was a solid sequel great follow-up once again upping the body count the rules the characters bringing them in slaughtering them the only thing i really don't like about this movie is just that I kind of felt like that whole, it was a little bit too, what's the word I'm looking for? Hokey? A scene in the cafeteria where everyone's singing and all that stuff. And I just, I wasn't feeling that. I, I felt like one had better pacing overall, but two is not really a bad sequel. I say solid all around. Uh, if you want more of the same characters coming into their own, you're going to like this movie. They take risks too uh, with Randy, which was shocking back then uh number three there's, huh? there's a better night a better sequel than nightmare part two go on oh we, we already talked about that last podcast but it's all good uh so next up is gonna be this one's getting harder now i'm gonna say scream six scream six uh great movie great time uh i definitely like this movie a lot better than five i i think this is where you see the core four characters come together like um who's his name chad and and all of his gang and his crew tara uh, they really start to have deeper characterization compared to five 
and I, I kind of felt that it, it felt like they were on they're they're on their own survivor kick in a way and it made them closer as characters and also you know the kills and everything and, and how they just carried the motives from there uh going into the reveal which i'll talk about later it's kind of a thing i i liked and didn't but overall as a follow-up to screen five i i love six a lot next up is gonna be four four is a movie no actually i'm gonna change it i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say screen five i because I, I like screen five a little bit more over screen four because i feel like four was a safer film and five took a little bit more risk granted they tried the whole requel we're gonna definitely take the first film and repeat it which had mixed results in my opinion it's definitely not as good as the first one or captured that impact but for what they were trying to do i think this was a test movie to see what audience people liked and what they didn't and it kind of shows more or less as a tribute movie to Wes craven because they had the party and they say it's for west and everything so it's kind of trying to harken back to that while capturing some quality of the first film it's also some other stuff i didn't like like the stupid ass uh billy loomis hallucinations where i i just found it to be utterly stupid <laughs> because she was seeing him he was there and he was just saying all this crazy stuff i guess from a comedy perspective it's kind of funny but uh they were trying to take this serious so it wasn't funny in the context of the movie and i, I just thought that was kind of stupid uh screen four is safe I, I just this is where they like once you get to the end even though jill is great and the characters are great and everything else is great uh carrie uh not carrie but uh what is it kirby uh she's fantastic nobody really dies in this movie that's like really of the main cast and when they tried to sort of mess with sydney and like do that whole ordeal i kind of knew from the hospital call that oh she lived so it's like jill's like oh i'm fucked now i better go in there and kill her real quick and uh outside of the killers being absolutely fun i i felt like it was just no real super stakes in this movie outside of just the new initial characters that come along to get killed like a lot of other characters do in the franchise and then we get to the bottom which is scream three now scream three is entertaining i don't hate people who like scream three i actually do enjoy it and it's actually entertaining in a lot of ways but uh i feel as though the plot and the backstory behind this hurt the movie and they initially had this as a movie for uh more violence and having a plot with stew and cult members of ghostface and everything and that all got scrapped because of the columbine controversy that happened uh when a lot of people died and in, in the mass shooting so movies were like okay we don't want to advocate against violence we don't want to get caught up in controversy Therefore, the movie got rewrote to be in Hollywood and and to have less violence. And I think that really hurt Screen 3 a lot because you can tell with the kills, it's very funny and it's not a lot of blood and all that other stuff. But in terms of uh, sheer hilariousness, especially the scene where they're reading the paper and the guy goes back in and gets blown up with gas and fire it's just absolutely funny it's a funny movie but it's definitely the weakest in terms of where they went with their story and roman as well which i'm going to talk about later so that's my top picks for ranking so far uh let's see suge you want to go next sure um so i've 
recently watched these, especially the fact that I've only ever, at the time, I've only ever seen the first one and the sixth one, which we did a, a watch party of. So, like, I kind of basically spoiled myself on how five and, I guess, four work in terms of, you know, those movies. But, you know, the first one, I had already seen it beforehand. But I think, in general, the first one would probably be first, of course. I think it's probably, like, overall the best movie. And uh, I just like the way that it worked in terms of how the killers were and how they, uh, their reasonings, I think, were more of my favorite in terms of, uh, in terms of killer. So they'll probably be, like, number one in, in that next question. But, um, but, yeah, so number two would also be Scream 2. I think it was a good movie. I wasn't a big fan of the killers, but I think overall with how they uh, moved on some of the people, and uh, especially with the... Uh, What's his face that did the movie tropes? It was kind of sad that they kill him off in that movie. So it was like, oh, well, you know, the trope is kind of getting you know screwed over and whatnot. Um, so for number three, this is where the difficulty comes in. Like for everybody, I am sure that the top three is a very difficult uh, thing, especially with the the third one. But I want to put at least Scream Five. I think I think Scream Five does belong in a in a in a in a good place between either being a third or a fourth number kind of deal, um, just for the fact that you know it's a reboot slash sequel kind of deal. They bring in some of the surviving main cast from the previous movies and some new people. So um, I thought it was very interesting how they did it, and uh, just the way that they did some of the kills are pretty pretty cool, um, and. Uh, very gory. And so now for for the last, like the half or the bottom three, I, I am having difficulties with how to do uh, four and five. I know six, it's three. I think everybody's going to have that one be in the last, I think. But I want to say that four could probably be a good um, fourth on the list, just mainly for the fact that... um. It was kind of. It did have some twist in terms of who the killer was. I was. I. I was very. Uh, very interested how they did that one in terms of how who the specific killer was. I wasn't thinking who the, who it actually was at all, and um, some fairly unpredictable moments. I think, and uh, especially the ending is kind of funny how it happened, and they did have some. I think that's the one that introduced, uh, or not, like started the movie with a with a with a ghost face just jumping out of nowhere and like stabbing somebody real quick. So that I think that added some funny factor to me. Uh, I want to say Scream Six is going to be on my on my number five, yeah five, and um or six I don't whatever numbers. Uh, so Scream Six is probably like uh, again an introduction to me towards the fact that I only ever watched the first one and then I you know pretty much saw that one and and the other last time we did a watch party for this and i enjoyed it wasn't too bad but again it kind of just like if i if i had seen the prior ones i wouldn't have been as lost entirely as i was watching that movie um especially with the with the new characters i was like oh you know what happened here with the other people and um i, I liked it the their the killers were pretty interesting especially the the their aggressive nature they were all very aggressive towards uh, their kills and very um Pretty sneaky sometimes too, especially the the fact that they took it at around like Halloween themed, in terms of it being you know the holiday, so it was very easy for them to like sneak around and you know just kill people without being really noticed, and uh, yeah, I just overall liked the killers themselves. They're pretty. It was 
a pretty understandable reasoning as to why they did it kind of deal. Um, and three, Scream 3, honestly, not a big fan. Um, I did like the kills. I think the kills were pretty funny, especially the house blowing up one. I think almost everybody would probably like that one. Um, I just think overall it wasn't really that great of a movie in terms of how, um, oh, just how they did it, I think. Um, it was very random at times, and um, uh, I just didn't, yeah, you know, I just didn't like it overall. In all honesty, um, it was very just different, out of the way with how they did the first two, and it's just kind of just dimmed down or dumbed down basically how how the other two were compared to that one. And then before they kind of picked it up later on, but uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's pretty much my listing. It's probably you know. Yeah. Okay, I'll end it with that. Yeah. Brandon, it is your turn. Oh, goody. Ah, yeah, so even the difficult part. I have no idea what the place number one is, because I have three movies up here. But, you know what? I'm going to be the odd man out. I'm going to play Scream 4 in my top one. The sole reason behind it is that I find, I, well, the work rate though, I do agree with Ren that the movie does play it safe. Now I think about it, because like, not a lot of um, the important characters didn't battle. But considering what, um, how Screen 5 handled that little thing though, which I will get to that, I'm actually okay with it, because ultimately I still find it to be a good movie. Mainly because like the um, leading killers, Jill and um, What's His Face? They honestly stole the show and the franchise for me because I like the motivation of a jealous family member going ham to try to take the spotlight to the most fifth degree possible. Uh, I do, I do like how they handled the twist at the end because I was expecting Jill of all people. Because honestly, they haven't given any red flags for most characters until literally in, in the um movie. Yeah, the other dude that uh was with Jill was Charlie. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> got cooked. <laughs> Uh, poor Charlie. Uh, number two? Honestly, might be Scream 6. I am pleasantly surprised how well this movie turned out. Now, granted, um, it, I, it came in, I came in with fairly low, I won't say low, with intrinsic expectations, because again, I didn't like five as much as a lot of people did. But yeah, I came out of this movie pleasantly surprised though. Like it, it was really damn good. I love the motivation behind the killers, how the whole cat and mouse um thing going on, and how the killers managed to trick the core cast and thinking like, no, you're the killer, you're the killer. There's some Among Us type of shit. Absolutely love it. So Scream Six is a good price to get. Hope on um, the next one is as quality as this one. Number three, um. I might have to go with Scream 1, truth be told. And that's a hard one. I could have picked 2, but I'm actually going to go with 1, because I feel like the movie was more consistent with its tone and how it was handling um, its characters, in contrast to Scream 2, which, um, as Ren pointed out, is pretty hokey. Like, I get trying to like add a little humor or something a little different to spice up the, um, the theming of the movie, though, but I feel like the whole high school musical scene in the in the movie was kind of kind of cringe like every, every time i see that i just fast forward the movie because i'm like nah, i ain't watching this it, it, this is so it dates itself so hard <laughs> uh so yeah like so yeah scream one will be my number three <laughs> uh so number four 
will be um Scream Two. For your for reasons already listed, no, like it's still a great movie, great characters, but I think it's a little uneven with its tone and how some of the characters are acting. So uh, I'm gonna move on to the next one, number five. This will be controversial though, but well, it should be obvious though. But Scream Three, for the simple reason why I like Scream Scream Three a lot is because of the humor behind it. Because, like, what the insight that Ren had given out, it makes a lot of sense on why that movie has, you know, is the way it is. But the fact that they um, managed to keep the movie entertaining, like, I was entertained from start to finish, even if the core plot was not that great, and if the killer himself was not that great, I still enjoy how goofy and comedic it can be, even with the serious moments. It, it felt like a right weird balance even if it was even if the movie itself was not that great but it, it, it can be entertaining so i can't be mad at it so yeah that's scream 3 the last one is scream 5 uh i know this movie was sort of divisive among the fandom when it came out it's to my recollection but the main reason why i didn't like it is that um they tried a little too hard to not necessarily be edgy but the two be different from its predecessor because as Ren mentioned Four played it safe, but five tried too hard to, you know, get rid of old cast members, right? Now, I do like the, the stakes of the movie that, yeah, someone needs to die, right? But, for example, Dewey's death, his death was done out of sheer plot stupidity. By all right, so he literally could have killed the, um, killed the um, Ghostface killer at, at the moment just by a simple headshot or a couple of bullets to the legs. Now, he would bled out the death at a certain point. Instead of, you know, keeping his distance, keep the gun trained on him, his dumbass went up and I think tried to take the mask off, but did something to him, and which eventually got him stabbed multiple times, and he died. Like, moments like that completely turned me off from the movie. On top of that, um, other legacy characters from 4, for example, were being easily killed off left and right. Again, due to sheer plot and stupidity. But that's the key reason why I personally did not enjoy 5. Like, they just tried too hard to get rid of both cast members, but without at least being clever with it, you know? And that's it. All right, since Cryo got here, uh, introduce yourself, and it'll be your turn to rank the franchise. Uh, hey, I'm Cryo, and um, this one's going to be extremely, extremely a hot take. Um, honestly, I have to start off with the first movie. I mean, the first movie is, you know, what started it all. Um, I like the simplicity of it. Um, it wasn't too convoluted for its time. It wasn't uh, with anything like that. It was just very simple to follow along. You know, the characters are very um, likable. You know, like um, uh, Matthew Lillard's character, and then um, you know uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy's uh, character as Randy. Uh, I would say for next would be. I would say Scream 2. 
mainly because uh the music the music in it i uh i liked it and the fact that this uh was pretty uh i mean ballsy for its time to have a horror movie take place at a university uh just just for its time it was just something that was not necessarily uh heard of it it took a lot of uh risks especially when it killed off Randy um okay um Hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Uh All right. So this one is going to be uh it's in a, I think it's like uh I would say for me personally, I would say Scream 6. Uh I like the kills in it. Uh very much so. But uh, they played it a little too safe. I mean, they they went really far out with oh the gore in this one. But I wish I wish they didn't have gloves on for this one. Uh. Oh man. Okay. Um Oh boy, this is really gonna ruffle some people's feathers. Uh I would say after that Scream mm, Oof Scream five. Uh I as uh, Brandon said, I didn't like the fact that they were so quick, it seemed like, to kill legacy characters off. Um, especially the, uh, the deputy who is now a sheriff. Uh, very quick to offer. Um, I understand why they did that. Because it's the whole shtick in horror movies where it's, it's a classic trope we've seen where it's like nobody is safe. Even like characters you think will make it in a sequel, they're not going to make it, that kind of thing. But it was poorly executed, I should say. Uh, the... It wasn't necessarily a lot of quote unquote uh, actually no, no, there was quite a bit of gore, but that was mainly Dewey's death scene out of uh out of anything or, or oops, sorry. Um it was more so like bloody than anything. 
Um, now, I think next. Scream 3. Mainly because I could see what they were trying to do before the studio had interfered with the writers uh, and had made the writer throw out, you know, the original uh, script, begin anew, and, he, and when, even then they, like, picks through it like mice with with like poison cheese and like standard normal cheese. <laughs> um, and with that being said, I, I know people don't like the whole retcon of the fact that Roman is the one that gave Stu, uh, but more so Billy, because Stu just tagged along. Because uh, Stu just wanted to do it because it was fun. He said so himself. But with Billy, because even Stu did not know Billy's true intentions of why he did what he did. Because even he was staring at him like jaw dropped like, oh shit, you never told me that. So, the fact I think the fact that people sorry, um, people didn't care much for that fact about pretty much him giving the tools to Billy, not Billy, to Billy, uh, like where to find Sid's mom, um, and that she is the one that uh, his dad had an affair with, which caused you know the family to split off, or his mom to abandon him. So, so yeah, I can definitely, I can, Definitely see what they were trying to do. I liked Roman. I really wish they had kept that, that scene in, though, with the voice uh, modifier, because the thing is, they were going to do that, but again, studio interference told the studio told them get the scene out of the movie for whatever reason. I don't know why. It actually went a little bit more in depth about the voice box. Instead, we just had a movie where it just had the voice box, and for some reason, it somehow it can change to other people's voices with a click of a button. That voice crack, don't mind that. Um, now, four, I love Scream 4. However, there were quite a few issues I had. The, the editing seemed off in some scenes. The uh, color grading also seemed a little bit murky at most. Sometimes it was too uh, bright, sometimes it was too dark. Because uh, I remember watching it in movie theaters in 2011, I want to say, is when that movie came out. Um, I, I'm like, it was a little bit distracting. I love the kills, gory. Um, this ghost face was extremely brutal. Um, but in my opinion, that's why I rated six higher than four is because of six actually having a more brutal 
Ghostface, uh, Ghostface that doesn't care if he's out in public, uh, you know, slashing and hacking. Uh, he was hell bent on killing, uh, which made him even more terrifying and less goofy as a character. Um, but back to Scream 4, I appreciated the fact that um, Screen 4 did not have any gloves on during this. I mean, they went full out with the gore, the blood, and everything like that. Uh, Jill as a character was very interesting, the new character, and all the new characters, especially Kirby. Um, the reason why I rank this lower than anything is because, in my honest opinion, the motive was the same thing in, in general as Scream 3, which was jealousy. Because Roman's mask slips, literally, in, at the end of Scream 3, and he's like, he's like, everything that you had should have been mine. You had the fame, you had the stardom, you had everything handed to you, I had nothing. Which means that was most likely his intention all along. Was because of jealousy. Sid had, had his mom, but she didn't want to have anything to do with him. So he took a look at her and was jealous. However, I will say, in fairness, Jill was more so jealous of not only Sid, but also the attention she was getting because of her being a survivor. So she wanted to be a survivor herself. She framed her. She framed it as if she was injured, which, as Ren once said, that was freaking hilarious. Um, but... Um, other than that, I mean, like, listen, even though I did rank Scream 4 uh, very low, the movie is not 100% like shit. It, it's just my takeaway from it. Like, the, all the other movies had really good cinematography uh, and color grading. You know, the costumes on point, the blood, the gore, etc. But it was just those small things in Scream 4 that I could not rate it any higher than that but that's that's my takeaway on uh all the movies that we have so far things could change in the future who knows all right so next we're gonna have you know what Falcon, go ahead and do yours um, okay. Uh, I won't have really long reasons for mine, because I haven't watched a lot of these in a while, so I kind of had to recap a little. Um, as most people would put, I'm just going to have the OG as my top, just because it is the OG. I mean, I think Matthew Lillard made that movie. That guy is quite the fucking actor. Um... Uh, I'm going to put 4 as my second, because I actually really enjoyed 4. Um, granted, as a lot of people say, it's, uh, it was safely done, um, 
but it's one of the few where I couldn't figure out who the killer was until the very end. Some of the other ones to me were blatantly obvious. Uh, even from the first like a half hour, hour into the movie, I could tell who it was, but like four was one of the few I couldn't tell. Um, and just the like how Jill went about it, I could not tell it was her and just she's just so like hostile about it. Like her reasoning behind it was so different than a lot of the other ones, um, her motivation for it. So I really liked it in that aspect. Um, my third place, I was struggling between deciding if I wanted it to be two or six, because I like both for different reasons. Um, but ultimately, I did pick six. Um, I did like a lot of the kills in six. Um, I liked, as Brandon said, where it was kind of like, uh, nobody could trust each other. They were all questioning who the killer could be. I don't think one per person trusted each other at all in the whole movie. Like, they were always questioning who it could have been, um, which I really liked. Uh, I put two as my fourth. Um, I did like it, just not as good as some of the other ones. Um, really disappointed when they killed off Randy. He's, like, one of my favorite characters. And I was just like, <laughs> he's gone already. And um, there wasn't a lot of memorable moments for it. Um, in fifth, I put five. Five, I just did not like that much. I don't know why people rave about it as much as they do. Um, I don't really remember a lot of it. Um, plus, I think the thing that doesn't help for me is I don't think uh, Sam is a really striking character. I don't think a lot of people... Um, like can jive with her i just don't think she really made the movie that good it was pretty much everybody else and even tara that makes it better um and then i just put three as the worst which i think a lot of people are gonna have i just think three is just absolute garbage like i think i could have i think i fall asleep watching that movie it's just so boring and the pace is so slow for me some of the kills are hysterical but like i don't know it, it's just if I could skip watching it, if I watched the whole series, I would. I just really don't think it's that good. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've, that's my list done. It was quick, easy, simple. I knew what I wanted, so. And last but not least, we have Mr. Kaneki. Dang. Y'all really describe your ranks in, in much detail, but I, for myself, will make it as short, as sweet as possible. First, obviously, the no, uh, uh, no shit moment. Uh, number one will go to Scream One. It was it's still the best Scream movie in the series that I've ever witnessed. Also, uh, that is my first time experiencing the Scream franchise since uh, people forgot to point out that it was also um, I think it was because of the Gainesville Ripper, like the actual you know actual uh, serial killer documentary or when that when that happened uh is why the movie even was even made in the first place which i found absolutely even more interest with the scream franchise or specifically with the first screen movie so that's why i tend to fond uh like the the first screen movie uh number two would be um it's really hard between Scream 2 and Scream 6. I think I would choose, um, I think I would choose Scream 2. 
you know, a, a decent sequel out of all the Scream sequels by comparison, but uh, the the end uh, was pretty weak in my opinion. But I'll, I'll get to why when we go to the other question. But I really like Scream 2 overall. And number three, I would put Scream 6. As Bren would say, it was it was a bit safe, but the chase scenes and you know how they were in this uh how they were all uh, survived after the events of Scream Five and what led to Scream Six. I re I really enjoyed it, especially in New York. Uh, I hope Mindy dies in Scream Seven, but hey, we never know. Uh, the fourth um the fourth is. It's a really tough one. Um, I would put Scream 4. You know, it wasn't a bad movie. It was definitely a lot safe, but I, I really can't seem to have a reason of hating it. Even the, you know, the killers, the, the motives, and, and why is everyone like... Why, why Scream 4? I really can't explain it. I just know it, it wasn't a bad especially the way Scream 4 introduced to the to new generation. It was more like introducing to the new generations of into the Scream franchise and I appreciate for what for what the movie did. Um fifth I would put Scream 5. I really don't like Scream 5 due to the fact that how they written the characters and for for a reboot sequel, uh, for what the plot is worth, it was fine. It's just the way they written the characters and the and the motives for the two killers, and I just I I just couldn't. It was uh it was terrible. Um, I'm with Tolkien with the with the last movie being Screen Three. Uh, at least I know what the what the plot was for Screen Five, and you know how how the event for Screen Five happened. Green three, I, I just don't want to acknowledge the plot and and the motives for for the, the the serial killer and why he you know he did all this, especially the fucking scene where the guy picked up the fucking letter in the, in the house and didn't explode. That's fucking cartoon right there. That's a cartoon moment right there. It's really ridiculous. Um, but ironically, the the Roman killer, uh, he was one of the worst killers I've ever seen in, you know, for a horror movie. And, and, and you know, his motives, his motives really turned me off of, of what not liking the character. Uh, but he's not the worst. I'll explain when we get to that question. All right. So we're on the killer motives and killers themselves and ranking them from best to worst. I'm just going to do mine really quickly. It won't take too long, but uh, top is going to be Scream 1 again with Billy and Stu. And the reason is because I like how the movie just sort of says how someone could be potentially scarier if they have no motive or no reason to do the things that they're doing, which is what Stu embodies. He's just there, like having a good fucking time murdering all these people because he was peer pressured it, it doesn't get any scarier or freaky than knowing that and billy obviously uh he him being like very angry at all this other stuff and and the fact that his girlfriend's family kind of ruined him in general of being raised it 
it is something that you can just see why it all makes sense at the end when he says your 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 mother fucked my father and therefore abandonment issues that that's enough to be a killer right so i i i loved how it all just came together it, it was a couple of moments though where i wouldn't say in terms of like just motive itself i mean it was great but it was a couple of moments where i kind of saw them a mile away with the fact that oh billy dropped the phone and and everything in the gloves and at first i thought wait he has to be the killer is and, and then when the killers kept happening i mean when the killings kept happening over time and he was in jail I was like oh he has an accomplice somewhere someplace that's why somebody just died and he's in prison so they tried to throw us off like several times but i already had my eye that he was like a killer uh to begin with um and then the end just kind of proved it so i would say they're number one number two is gonna be jill and charlie jill's a crazy bitch <laughs> from all intents and purposes uh the fact that that is one of the craziest killer endings in the series says a lot when of course it, it's all it's all about jealousy and and jealousy could be seen as cliche i get that but i guess the reason i like their reveal is because of how it's executed and how it's just kind of like batshit insane and they embody that at the end where she's like throwing herself to a table uh just to get fame and just to sort of frame uh sydney right then and there because she wants to be a survivor she wants to have that sort of same fame but at the end she's a killer charlie though i mean i i guess it made sense to have an accomplice after all that setup but he kind of went down like a punk <laughs> i'm not gonna lie because at first he thought he was gonna be with jill and then she killed him which was funny and you know tragic at the same time as the first uh time they sort of like i don't know if it's the first one where it's like here's the ghost phase that killed the other one maybe it is but uh i i still kind of appreciate that subversion well no it's not uh i remember miss loomis shot uh mickey as well and they were sort of collaborating but i mean it was still interesting when they did it and uh, i just wish he lasted a little bit longer than before but i know people were pissed that he stabbed kirby so i guess he did something is not like he's completely useless and she and basically they thought she was dead for the longest time uh next up is gonna be oh man this is gonna be hard now i i'm i'm gonna say mrs loomis simply because while mickey is he's disappeared for most of the movie so it was pretty obvious that he was one of the killers when they did that they kind of gave it away and uh i i was just like you know just, i i kind of wish they didn't do that but mrs loomis herself i kind of figured all of that in the first movie would catch up to Sydney, and it did in a colossal way when when they finally reveal it was her the the only thing that makes this not near the top or is like kind of in the middle is because when they say oh she had some plastic surgery done and, and to get her face changed up and changed her name to debbie salt i just found that to be absolutely comical that nobody really even bother to pay that much of attention and, and see that was like her mom or anything like that and that she completely just went under the radar this longest time i know plastic surgery is strong but they only said she had like a little bit done uh and i found that to be ridiculous so that's why it's not anywhere near uh as my super favorite and then we have the bottom which is easy i'm gonna say amber and richie next they they are essentially killers because of reddit 
is they're crazy redditor fans now of course naturally uh it's not the worst thing in the world because we've had people who were internet crazed and, and wanted fame and attention and they went out and started killing people and they had that communication so the fact that they linked up was a very realistic thing that people do it's 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 not the worst thing in the world when you really think about it because people actually do are crazed fans and crazed fans meet and therefore that happened so that's why i kind of like some of the themes in five i i can see uh other killers also not making sense as we go on uh I'm going to say Richie's family is next. It's another revenge tale, pretty much, where it's like, oh, you killed my son. Now we're going to kill you. But for the for the longest time, I was just like, all right, who's the killer? Because the, the chick that was the daughter, she got killed in the bathtub. So they kind of threw us off with a fake death. And I, I kind of suspected the detective but not really at times i was like oh maybe it's him maybe it's not then they tried to make us think it was kirby this whole entire time i was like well fuck now we got a legacy character that might be ghostface which they're gonna do and and, and people were trying to call it and they turned it around a little bit so i i like how they threw us off in that movie but again the reason why they're so low is because they kind of did that already in the franchise with family members being killed and now we want some of that revenge pie too and low bottom of the bottom is going to be Mr. Roman. Now, people on Twitter said Roman's uh, big mastermind is cool that he had no accomplice. He had no help that he did it all by himself. But uh, the fact that they decided to say, hey, Roman did it all by himself, but we're going to now give Billy some guy who told him, hey, your, your mom's getting railed over there by that other dude uh, who's daughter you're interested in and i'm just like this 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 makes no sense like what what in hell is going on why why did roman just come out of the blue and and, and he's never been heard of before and now he's just he does that yeah. uh i i did not like it at all that much now granted giving sydney a half brother okay fine uh, it's not like we've seen that plot point before either where people are related to someone and they happen to be a magical killer uh but i i think it could have been executed much much better than what screen 3 gave us they did a good job in sort of signifying that oh he's this random dude that's a director and then he gets killed but i started to think it's weird that they didn't check his pulse in the freezer so i was like wait a minute now that's sort of weird because they didn't they didn't they just say he's dead that's it and if they would have checked his polls he, he would have been exposed so I, I just thought that was weird uh but overall roman is just bottom for me because it was a lot of confusion convoluted stuff that really didn't make sense to me and that's my ranking for killers uh, next up i'm going to let brandon go ah oh, fuck ah <sighs> Damn, actually, not gonna lie though, this is actually really hard. Because even with, uh, let's say, my favorite movies, right? It, that doesn't mean like the killers themselves are great, right? The movie is good, but not them, you know? So it, this is kind of hard. It could changes. it changes things, you know? All right, well, I guess with number one though, I'm gonna go with Jill and Charlie for the same reasons why I listed for as far as my favorite movies is concerned. Because, like, they didn't give any red flags, whatever. It's hard to determine who is who. 
But I really do like the uh, idea of just a crazy family member, not her brother, that's just super jealous and tension sinking that she will go as far as just, you know, start murdering people. Like, I do like that, personally. Uh, but number two? Damn. I might have to go with Billy and Stu, but I'm gonna have to put in um Miss Loomis and Nikki sort of in the same count because it wasn't for Billy and Stu's death or their, their involvement of the first movie. The killers in two would not happen, so I kind of want to lump them in the same ballpark for that reason alone. I granted though, like Miss Loomis and um Nikki aren't as entertaining as Billy and Stu were was, but like their existence kind of. All together. If that makes sense. Now, number three. Um, hmm. Huh. I might have to go with just Richie's family, only because I find them to be more entertaining and more interesting characters. And granted, yeah, their whole spiel is just, you know, revenge. You know, just like many other killers in the past, right? But at the very least, though, the way they went about it, doing the whole Among Us stick, like, I do. I I, I really do, um, like, how they held their little, their little angle there. Uh, next would be... True be told, I might put Roman next. Now, I agree, like, you know, the way the motors wasn't necessarily the greatest thing, though, but the thing, the same agrees with him for the most part, which is probably not saying a whole lot, is, like, he doesn't have any other people working with him. He managed to pull the strings without realistically showing any form of reflex, because there's no way in hell you would know who he is or who he related to. Uh... Um, in contrast to any other killer that seemed to be more obvious, right? So, like, I gotta I got give him that much. Like, because he was able to do most of the stuff on his own, not give him a reflex, and not tell people who he was. Like, I, I gotta give him at least that much, even if his motive sucks. So, I gotta give a little respect to the boy. And last, would, not least, would be Richie and Amber. Quite frankly, I find, I don't remember what their motives were other than what Reddit was it. Now, yeah, I do agree with Ren. It is realistic because that's, this is pretty common thing where people on the internet get together, some crazy, some not, are um, are like crazy enough to plan together to start murders or whatever, right? That's realistic though. But I just wish the the characters were more entertaining or more interesting. Should we talk? Like Amber was just not interesting, especially compared to Jill. Like I, I didn't care much for her personally. Uh, with that, I am uh, finish. So, uh... Alright, Shug, it is your turn. So, I kind of, like, it is a very hard list to do. I've been changing it this whole time while you guys were talking about yours, and it's like, that kind of makes sense. It all it all kind of makes sense with how, how they could be ranked and whatnot. But I don't really know how to rank them in terms of how how they are the best and how they are the worst kind of deal. But um, I think I want to I, I I will rank them. I think as overall like how I personally enjoy the characters. I guess in terms of how they I, I guess how they did their kills kind of stuff. 
Um, and I guess their motivations, some of them were kind of dumb. I'm not a big fan of the jealousy kind of, uh, like jealousy type killers. And it's like, it, I understand it, but kind of like, eh, I prefer revenge, uh, ghost faces over the, the, uh, the jealousy ones. But, uh, for, for one, I think, I guess they'll be ranked. If they're a group, I guess they're ranked as like one, I guess. But, uh, billions do, I think overall would be like the best killers just because the fact that you know uh <clears throat> one got abandoned by his mom because you know she cheated and the other one just wanted to do it for fun as you guys have said pretty much just he was there along for the ride kind of deal and i just liked how they ended up just <laughs> trying not to kill themselves but injure themselves and ended up dying instead kind of deal um the seconds I would put, I would put Richie's family. I think I enjoyed them as killers in terms of how they fucking did them. They're very, very, like, just boring in general, especially the part with the, uh, uh, I was a big fan of the part where, uh, he just have, fucking goes into a shop and, you know, robs people, not, not robs them, but, like, takes the shotgun off the dude and, like, shoots him with it kind of deal. I like that one. I like that part. I like the, where, uh, uh, the part with the whenever they're all together in the apartment, that was pretty interesting. How he, you know, just knocked that bitch off the ladder, and technically the only one that just ended up dying from that group. Um, and I just think how they worked together was was pretty cool, especially with how they did their kills. Um, so for third, I've been just trying to figure out who I should put for third because in terms of how I like their characters and how they uh. How they were as killers. Um, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit conflicted with third place. But if I put them in, if I put somebody else in third place, the next ones are four. So I think Jill and Charlie were pretty decent killers in terms of how, uh, just how they went with it. Uh, just the the jealousy thing with Jill was kind of like the part where I was not a big fan of. But just the the way that she just ended up injuring herself just to look like one of the victims of the survivor had me laughing while she was just tossing herself everywhere like you know just being manhandled by an invisible force um which was pretty fucking hilarious hilarious uh charlie uh, had a kind of dumb motive honestly not being noticed by kirby i guess it'll drive you that mad to just kill people because i'm not getting noticed by somebody but I just think it's them as killers kind of reminded me a lot of Billy and Stu in terms of how they went with it. They try to injure themselves and they end up dying kind of stuff. Um, then after that, I have um, uh, Richie. Um, yeah, Richie and Amber. Um, Richie and Amber uh, were cool. Again, you know, it's like these two Reddit people is like, I think was more of a, like a more realistic type killers just in terms of how they met up and stuff and richie just want to either remake it or just make one in terms of how they wanted to do a movie and amber was just there because she's a crazy bitch and um they were interesting especially the way they were killed off i think i think it was hilarious with that whenever amber was just had her whole face burnt off and she still tried to kill uh uh sydney and uh, and gail um and and Richie getting you know stabbed multiple times while he was screaming was I, I it was pretty interesting. Um, 
then you have Mrs. Loomis and Mickey. Their reasoning, again, eh, not like she wanted revenge for Billy, but at the same time, it's kind of dumb because she was not really that great a character, I don't think. Um, I'm not a big fan of her. Um, and Mickey, I just like the actor. I'm a big fan of him, so I just, I like the character just in general for that. But as ghost faces, I was not a big fan of them. Um, especially the fact that, you know, Miss Loomis just kind of just shoots him for, I guess, for no reason. I don't remember his reasoning. I think his reasoning because he wanted to blame everything on violent movies or some shit, which, again, kind of a dumb reasoning. Um, and at least I think that's how it is. I, I kind of recall it like that. Um, and I don't know if you guys will count them from, like, the, the, uh, the sixth movie, but you also have Jason and Greg, kind of. Especially just that we see Jason in general, that he's, you know, he kills off his teacher just for, because he got a C on a class. I don't know if you guys want to count them since they, you know, they got pretty much killed off at the beginning, but I kind of want to count them myself just for my list. Just, it was dumb reasoning. And I want, I want to put those in last. I'm going to put Roman Bridger just, you know, above them just in general. But, um, uh, yeah, like, R Roman had a, a jealousy reasoning, but his was just, I think, a lot dumber, in all honesty, I think, compared to, like, Jill's kind of uh, reasoning. Um, and it was just, I don't know, it was kind of like, again, like a random-ass plot point, or not plot, like, plot twist kind of deal. It was like, oh, I'm actually your brother. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, and I wasn't a big fan of that. And then, you know, of course, you have the the other two that I just mentioned, which were just there because they wanted to do uh, finish Richie's movie kind of deal. And that's, again, I think that's like another kind of dumb way of doing things just to finish a movie. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much how I would go on with my list. All right, Tolkien, it is your turn. Rank your favorite and least favorite killers and motives. OK, so I'm going to break the chain. Because while I'm, I'm going to put Jill and Charlie first, because unlike most of the other killers who were all family motivated, like, oh, you killed this person, so now I'm going to come after you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Jill was out here like a bad bitch, killing off her own family because she was so jealous of Sydney's fame. Like, the... She was willing to kill her mom. She was going to kill her cousin. She was killing her friends from school, like her ex-boyfriend. She was just out to kill everybody aside from herself just so she could get a taste of fame, um, which I think is absolutely nuts. Granted, whereas my second place would be, would be Stu and Billy. Stu was along for the ride, and he was willing to kill off, it seemed like, just about anybody as well. Um, but he was just kind of tagging along with what Billy was saying, whereas Jill was kind of like, she was leading the charge for the whole movie on her end. Um, but yes, yeah, for Stu and Billy being in second, Stu was just <laughs> on a roll. Like, he didn't care. He was just along for it. And that is, as the others were saying, uh, it's very psychopathic behavior, which is actually really fucking scary. Um, but just the reason I put them below Jill is just because Billy was obviously just in it because mommy and daddy issues and all this other crap that most of the other killers all shared in common, whereas Jill is very different. Um, 
So that's my first and second. I put Amber and Richie as third. Um, I don't necessarily like them as killers um, because I almost knew immediately really soon in the movie that Richie was the killer. It made it so obvious to me. Her, I did not know until the end. Um, but their reasoning and them like meeting online and getting together to kill people um, because they didn't like the way uh, horror movies were going in media, yada, yada. That is something that does happen in real life. Uh, people do get together to do these uh, kill groups and um, of a sort. Um, so I found that uh, really interesting. I put Richie's family as fourth. Um, it was one of the few movies where it took me a while to start trying to guess who the killer actually was. I, um, um, <laughs> got distracted by chat. I didn't realize it was going to be three killers. I remember for the longest time people were saying, oh, you know, it would be cool if they went back to one killer, you know, cause they kept doing two killers, two killers. And, and then it ended up being three, um, which was really different. Uh, I put Billy's mom and Mickey in fifth um, just because, you know, the mom was just mad that her son died when in all reality he deserved to die. He was a piece of trash. Um, Mickey was just there for me. Uh, and then last, which I think is going to be the common ranking is Roman because I just think his reason was just the stupidest of all. Like for me, I don't, he really didn't even have a beef with Sydney at all. I think he was just mad that he was like the hidden child um, of their mom and just, I don't know, just wasn't, didn't exist. So like, I just thought it was a really boring and dumb reason, but kudos to him for being the one and only movie that had a single killer um, when all the other ones had duos or a trio. But yeah, that's my ranking for those. They went to a Fortnite lobby, and that's how they paired up as killers. All right, so let's move on to Mr. Kaneki, uh, Ranker Killers, sir. All right. So we all know what's going to be the number one, Billy and Stu. And now Billy's motives, it, it, it was typical, but why Billy and Stu first on my list? Well, out of all the killers on the list... Stu didn't have a motive. He was just there just because. And I love every single one of it. Stu was one of those rare moments where if you're going to make a killer fun or, you know, entertaining, you know, Stu is that killer. And he's the only killer that uh, that I'll always put number one above any other killer in the series, in the movie, period. He was just so much fun to, to watch. And, you know, people want people wondering you know what during watching the movie like why he helped billy and all that no he was just there he was just there to help his boy that's it uh second is hmm, i guess i would put second jill and charlie because you know as token described it jill would literally kill her own family uh, if i'm not mistaken just to be famous if i'm not you know also because she was jealous of Sydney. Uh, she wanted to be just like Sydney, so she she is fucking crazy and decided she was willing to kill her own family and friends just to just to get the same attention as Sydney would. And uh, I guess I do I do like Charlie a bit uh, without the simping. 
uh, Charlie needs to stop with that simping, you know. But I like him, you know, other than uh, other than that part. Uh, a third would be hmm. It's tricky. I'll, I'll, it's, it's between Roman and uh, and Richie's family. I would I would just put Richie's family. They have a decent motive. It's just uh. It's just a typical motive of, oh, well, you see, uh, everybody doesn't like Sam, you know, because she is uh, Billy's daughter. And so we're going to try to kill her, if, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. That was the whole motive. And also because uh, didn't Sam, like, kill one of uh, the family members of Richie's? I could be wrong. No, uh, she she killed Richie himself, and uh, they were oh, okay, all related okay. to him. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, I'll say uh, that, that's why I I put this a decent motive as to why uh to go after Sam. Uh, I put I put them in like the three spot. The fourth spot would be Richie and Amber. You know, they they would have had a decent motive, but uh, what turned me off was what is it because of Reddit. Realistic. I I do like the fact that it was a realistic uh motive, but again, out of all places, Reddit, Reddit was the reason why you you decided to be a killer. Uh, anyways, uh, number five would be Roman. Despite the fact that he has one of the worst motives I've ever seen for a horror serial killer, uh, he was pretty entertaining to watch. You know, if you could try your best to ignore his reason of why, you know, going after Sydney and the fact that he is Sydney's half-brother. Uh, he was actually pretty fun to watch, especially since, uh, you know, every time you think he was dead, he, he really goes back up. Like, he's fucking a superhuman guy. Who, who, and you thought he would finally get his revenge and kill Sydney, but no. It, it was like a back-and-forth contest. I really liked that. And uh, the last I would put Mickey and Mrs. Loomis. Mickey, Mickey's motive, it was bland, but I didn't mind Mickey. I wish, I really wish it was Mickey being like the final killer and that would be it, right? But no, guess who else popped up? Mrs. Loomis herself. The worst killer I've ever seen in the horror franchise, you know, at the time, back then. What was her motive? Well, uh, to get revenge for uh, Billy, for Billy, her her son. It's like, and the and the and, you know, the way she explained the reasoning and why she shot Mickey. It's like, it's like shut the fuck up and die, please die slow. Is what I would say to that character. All right. So before we move on to Cryo, the last one, I just want to put a little trivia here. So, uh. The Reddit that Richie, the character, uh, posted about is actually real. It's called Dreaded on Our Horror. And the scarier thing is that the actor was making real posts in character as Richie on Reddit. And no one knew what the fuck it was until he linked it later. It says, oh, I've been on here the whole time as my character making posts about toxic fandom. So I just thought that was absolutely wild and I had to share it because that literally happened. Uh, no better than Mrs. Loomis. 
yeah but anyway we're moving on the cryo uh give your rankings for killers good sir okay so obviously the ogs billions too um as i had brought up before you know uh you know still Stu was a true, like, a true psychopath, because, well, according to him, um, you know, and was Billy on the other one, he had a personal vendetta Cry against, your robot now. against, I am? Yeah, you're like, oh no 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 no. What about now? I think it's all fine. What about now? I think it's all fine now. But what it did? It was like, oh no 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 no. Only let that. Weird. That is weird. That is weird. I guess Discord. I guess Discord is not a big fan right now. No, ironically, that was pretty funny. That was a little bit funny. I should have said, what, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, God. It's the um, Roman voice changer. Oh, God. Um, you know, still, still, like I brought before, you know, he had his own motive that he thought, he thought that him and Billy shared the same, like, reason for shits and giggles. However... He, he he did not even know that he had an um what 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 was that term uh, ulterior uh, motive that it was because of Sydney's mom actually messing up his life um so. And the fact that Stu, like I said before, he just stood back and his mouth was open like, holy fucking shit, dude. You didn't tell me that. I never knew this. I thought you were just in it for shits and giggles. That's why I joined. Um, so I, I ranked that as one. Uh, now, two... Now, these two have not aged well, but I'm going to break the chain here. I would have to say Mrs. Loomis and Mickey, because the motive there, at least for Mickey, was a hot topic of that time period. Nowadays, it's kind of like a brush off the shoulder if someone tries to talk about that uh, Simpsons meme, you know, old man yells at clouds kind of, you know, thing. Uh, but it's sort of like nowadays, that has not aged well. Mrs. Loomis, it's... It's weird that 
it's weird that she suddenly cares about her son after abandoning him. Because even even Sydney made mention of that and was like Didn't you like abandon Billy? You you raised him, you nursed him, and then you abandoned him. And she did not like that, obviously. But the thing is, though, I could not take what she was saying at any kind of face value because she's a psychopath. You can't really listen to anything that a psychopath says. Because it could be one story, it could be another. There could be a whole group of stories you don't know. It's very unpredictable. <clears throat> three. Hmm. Okay. Three, three. Oh, shit. Okay. I will say this is my personal bias. But given in the, you know, society we're in now the idea of toxic fans going out of their way to commit a crime that just hits that just hits that's something that will never always going to have toxic fans i mean hell you had the copycat screen killers back in the uh 90s i think it was um a year or two after Scream 2 came out, you had you had people actively copycatting Scream. There's been, always been co copycat killers in general that, because they were fans of, you know, a series or a movie, so they wanted to emulate it in real life. But also, there's another side to that coin, which is just the entitled like toxic pieces of shit as well but for this we're specifically talking about toxic like just fans in general like the series that wants to like feel what it felt like and that's what seems to be the topic that's ages quote-unquote well when in reality it's not well it's not a good thing but in terms of like a horror movie trope, it never ages poorly because it's always going to be a topic. Um, and Amber, as everyone said, not only was she a, a fan from what I remember, but she was also a, a fucking crazy ass bitch. Don't, don't stick your dick in crazy and all right. Uh, but, uh, Next would be Jill and Charlie. Mainly because they, at least Jill wanted to, well, Jill sold the idea about recreating, you know, the events of the first movie, you know, with Charlie. Charlie was up for it. And the reason why he ended up, uh, you know, supposedly killing Kirby is because of, you know, he was a simp. 
But the main reason why, from what I remember, that he was part of it is because he wanted to emulate what happened in the first movie. However, just like the first movie, Charlie's character is Stu. The Stu gets killed uh, next to last. And Billy gets killed last, a.k.a. Jill. However, Jill, she lied about that, obviously, to get Charlie's attention. Charlie is a massive horror movie geek. So once she ensnared him, she used him like a pawn. Uh, next, I would have to say uh, uh, Richie's family. Richie's family, it was interesting because the dad was massively, like, like brutal. Like, when he was doing all that killing in that store, I actually felt a little bit of chill because we had never seen a ghost face like that before, at least not in a while. And seeing how brutal, how angry he seemed, especially when he killed, um, uh, I don't remember her name, uh, Annika. When, when he killed her, that was done out of pure, like, by, like, hate. So, I, I'll give it to them. However, I will say, uh, the, the sister in that family died, like, so quick. She dropped, she dropped so fast. Blink and you missed it. Um, <clears throat> and also, technically, if you wanted to include it, uh, Sam and her sister Tara is before Richie's family because of the team-up they did. If you technically want to include it unofficially. Um, and then last, Roman. Because as much as I did understand the motive, and it was, for me, it was interesting. It was lackluster yeah, kills as well. Like when you compare it to all the uh, <laughs> anything. I uh, some of the other than kill Lance uh, Henriksen. So, I don't think you fast forwarded yeah, again. I'm done. I think you. Uh, wait, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you guys the entire time. Yeah, you fast forwarded a little bit. What was what was the last one uh, that you said, real quick? What did you hear? I just heard. Matrix cold <laughs> before yeah. yeah that's all I heard. So what was the last one? You didn't hear anything I said. I heard you talking and then you suddenly went into the Matrix where Neo exists and Morpheus. I think it, what, uh, what was the last thing you were talking about? That's what we didn't hear. Yeah, the very last thing you're talking about. Um, I think I was talking about Roman. Oh, okay. Roman is at the bottom. Yeah, I said Roman is at the bottom because 
Roman is at the bottom mainly because of uh I lost my train of thought. It was a good one. Pretty much, pretty much, I understood his motive. However, it was lackluster when you compare it to uh, every other motive in the series. It was just very lackluster, and the kills for him were pretty awful as well. I mean, there's only really a few kills that he did himself. But it was nothing really noteworthy. I mean, just meh with the kills. Alright, so uh, as the notion of nutting into routers comes up in chat, I will move on to the next one, which is favorite question. Uh, I've been waiting for this one. So who is your least favorite character, favorite character in the screen franchise? I'll go real quick. Uh, very straight to the point. Favorite character would have to be Sydney. I, I know it's a very cliche response, but considering everything the character has went through and how she's the original final girl of the series is only mine too. Yeah, it's only natural to uh, pick the character considering all the progression she's went through with the story. I I think she is uh, you know fearless, cool. Uh, when she came back in Scream Five, that was one of the cool things about that movie. It was when she was like a vet, and I kind of liked how she hung up on Richie and said, you know, I'm bored. I'm gonna be shooting through your through your house and shit like that, or Stu's house. And, and she hit him in the um, closet and she was fighting back and everything. I, I, I just think she's a cool character overall. And it, she's gotten way better at what she does, which is, you know, getting Ghostface out of the way and having him fall like 80 times. Uh, a character that I don't like, everyone knows it. And what I'm going to say is uh, it's obviously Mindy. I I can't. I think she's a super, super discount Randy. And, and it's very annoying. I was I was kind of hoping that Ghostface on that uh, New York subway train in Scream Six. I was hoping that he'd get her. He's so close. Nobody was watching, and they just let her live. Um, and and not only that, I understand. Okay, so I get it. They killed off Randy, and they're trying to bring back characters to replace him. I I totally get it and understand. But when I think about it. I just think Chad is the superior character and he doesn't do the whole, oh, I got to explain the movie exposition and horror movie thing just because he's not overly annoying with it. People just like him. And I don't like Mindy and she does what Randy does, but she's inferior. So that's why I'm like, could you just exit out of the franchise, please? This, this stick that you're pulling is not working. And that's my favorite and least favorite characters. I'm going to hand it off to Kaneki. Well, well, for the least, obviously, I would like to add a point to it uh, on the Minty, you know. Let's just say if she, you know, even if she wasn't, like, the replacement of uh, Randy, I would still say she was the most, I would say, I, the only character I passionately dislike out of all the characters we have seen in the screen movies. Even worse than Miss um, Loomis. It's because the way they write, they write the character for Mindy is just... 
so fucking annoying. It's almost like that character from um, was it that new Chucky series? You just want her dead, you know, dead, buried, gone. Lexi the killer. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't get me it's, started. It's like kill. It's like kill the character, bro, and it, it never and it never happens. I think they should have put Chad as like their replacement for uh Randy, because because you know he's actually likable and he's pretty funny. Uh, my favorite other than Sydney is I do like Gail, you know, but despite her starting off as being, you know, being, uh, the reporter that reports on, you know, what's going on and one of her old mothers used, you know, doing it for herself. I, I do like how she progressed as a character further into the series where, you know, she's actually friends with Sydney, you know. They're actually they actually became best friends and understood each other's feelings and whatnot. And and you know uh, her relationship with Dewey is just is just really fun between the two. Rest in peace, Dewey the character. All right, Brandon, it's your turn. Okay, well, my um, least favorite is gonna be Mindy. Do I need to elaborate? No, I don't. My favorite. Is um, uh, <clears throat> I was like, I'm gonna be the odd man out here. I'm gonna say um, Kirby. Absolutely love Kirby in Scream Four and her reintroduction in um Scream Six. Wow, chef's kiss. Love. I love how they played on her past traumas to make you think she was a killer and whatnot. And I just love how she just fucks around with all the characters. I love the line. I think she said it to girls like, "I have a gun," you know. She just said it out loud, not giving a fuck, because she knows how annoying this character's going to be. Fucking love it. Love it, humor. And she's one of us. She's a nerd. She was a nerd. She knows all the trivia of the horror movies and stuff. So, like, you know what? I like you, Kirby. My bias is showing? Yes. Do I care? No. Not elaborating. Goodbye. All right. Next up is Tolkien. Uh, I'm just going to piggyback off everybody else because for me too, I just do not like Mindy. I just find her quite the annoying bitch. And I would just like, if she could just die anytime soon, that would be great. Um, Pretty much for every reason everybody else has said, she's just really fucking annoying. Um, If they were trying to find someone to replace um, Randy, then maybe they just not have killed him off. Um, Because nobody else can come close to how great he was. as for favorite, I don't think I can just pick one. I, there's a couple I like for different reasons. Um, like some other people have said, I like um, Gail just because of how she progressed in later films. Um, I think she became a better character than she was in the beginning. Um, same with Sydney. I didn't necessarily like her in the beginning, but I think in the later movies, I liked her more. And then um, same with Kirby. I liked her in the newest film. Um, versus the previous ones, but it's probably a toss-up between the three of them. I kind of like all three for different reasons. All right, next up is Shook. All right, so here's hoping I'm to go full robot. But um, I think for, for hated characters, honestly, yeah, I kind of understand the Mindy. Um, she is pretty fucking annoying. I kind of thought the same thing about Randy, but not he's not really that annoying compared to her. Um, because she goes off on a tantrum and blames everybody from the start. But, um, I want to say that 
for yeah, like for annoying Mindy and I want to say Gail. I'm not been I'm like I'm not a big fan of Gail, especially her as as the reporter cat character. Pretty much, I like I like it every time she gets punched. So you know, it's it's pretty much how I treat her as a character. I really don't give a shit about her. I would be fine if she died. Um, favorite character wise, though, I did like Dewey. I think Dewey is probably one of my favorite characters. And and just I was sad when he got killed off. I was very sad. I almost stopped the movie and everything. Um, and just Sydney, Sydney too. I, I think her as a, a survivor in terms of like horror movie survivor is pretty strong. You know, she's a very uh very calm in in some of the movies in terms of how she deals with the killer itself towards like the end and stuff. So I I do enjoy her, especially when uh I think what was it was it, yeah five yeah it was five where she was teaming up with Gail a lot. I like Gail there, I guess, but um, uh, I think overall, yeah, those two characters, Dewey, Dewey, and 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 Sydney are probably like my my top two characters, and just in terms of how much I like them and uh, just just how they were as characters or they are, I guess, for for Sydney. But um, I just like Dewey more in general, just because it's it's like a lovable character kind of deal. You can't really hate on him because that man is just there trying to help and gets screwed over pretty much every goddamn time. So um yeah, I think favorite at least top favorite would be Dewey. Top hated character definitely Mindy probably, just because of her annoying nature. All right, Cryo, it is your turn. Rank the characters. Um. Okay. So favorite. Favorite has to be um Oh boy, that's actually a good that's actually a good question. I'm in the same boat as Bastion was in. Um I I think it's a toss up, yeah, between Dewey and you know, Sydney. I mean, Dewey has had a lot of bad shit happen. I mean, he's always been, he had always been dealt a shit hand. The only good thing he ever had was meeting Sydney and meeting Gale. Uh, which is why he, his death is the most tragic. Sydney, as Bastion said, I'm gonna piggyback off of him because I I can't I can't think of anything more to add about Sydney. I mean, she's a survivor. She, um, because even even in Scream Two, we had seen Sid still deal with the effects of the first movie. How she. Is not necessarily paranoid, but she's more prepared. However, she doesn't think of herself as a survivor. She even scoffs at that notion. Um, you know, that she's not a fighter because she talked with her theater director about it. Uh, and, um, uh, from 
from my personal opinion, uh, as much as people hated Mindy, I agree. She's an annoying bitch because of her writing. If they fixed her writing in uh, Scream 6 to not be like Scream 5, I think she would have been more likable. But they're trying too hard with that character. However, I have to say the worst character because she's worthless, she's useless. Richie's sister. You're talking about Quinn? Yeah. She was useless. She served no purpose. Or LTG. I mean, I, I agree. She only served the purpose of getting a cheap fuck in the beginning, and then... Eh. Um... She just got killed or fake killed, and then she turned evil at the end. I mean, so she she got her ass dropped like instantly. She, like she got bashed in the fucking jaw with an object, and she spat her own teeth out. Like she got her ass handed to her instantly. <laughs> she was right. By she almost more, killed Mindy first. By far the weakest. By far the weakest character, in my honest opinion. And poorly writing, other than uh, Mindy. I would have gave her a W if she killed Mindy. Just a little bit, a little slight. All right. It would have number two at least. <laughs> All right. So we're moving on to the next one, uh, which is our favorite Scream story, hands down. And I guess just in terms of, I'll go real quick. In terms of plot and, and pacing and everything, obvious answer, I'm. Gonna have to go with the first one, and and for the reasons I said in my rankings, it just felt like it hit at the right time, and revitalized the whole slasher genre and whodunits in general. You saw your urban legends, and I know what you did last summer come out of that. Uh, also written by Kevin Williamson, by the way. But you, you you saw something special happen with that movie, so I'm gonna go with that one. Next up is. Ryogen. Oh shit. Okay. Um. So, I would have I would have to say, in terms of like, uh, you said the overall like story, correct? Yes. Um. That's a serious. That's seriously a, a hard one. Ah, uh, but God. Uh, this one is a, a another bias of mine, but I would have to say the first Scream movie, mainly because of, um, again, like I said in my ranking, the simplicity of it, it wasn't too convoluted, uh, you could understand everything that was pretty much going on in it to an extent. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you had your motives there. One was a simple motive. The other one was just for shits and giggles. 
Uh, and I mean, it helped jumpstart a lot of like uh, horror movies as well, um, including starting some like small directors up as well, because I know that film was a big um, inspiration for people. Uh, and also, fun fact, that movie also helped jumpstart a bunch of fucking sales for caller IDs, because once that movie launched, sorry, think about games, once that movie was released in theaters, uh, it jumpstarted a lot of sales for caller IDs. It made people paranoid. That's how good it was. So I would safely say, uh, and with my chest, Scream 1. Okay, Brandon, it is your turn. Wait, what was the question? Uh, what is the best Scream story out of the whole franchise, in your opinion? Uh, objectively speaking, that's a good one. Um... Uh, I might have to toss up between one and four for me. One's the origin of the janitor, but for a reason why I listen why I love four so much, yeah, I don't need to repeat myself on that. But um, again, six could definitely rival that though. But I don't know. I, I would say one would probably be the best one since it was the foundation. But objectively speaking, though, I'm not sure. No, like that's that's honestly a hard one. All right, going one. It's a cop out. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Tolkien, what about you? Uh, you know, gotta pick who goes next. Tolkien, go. Um, so not gonna break the chain on this one. I am gonna agree. The first has the best story based purely on, as Cryo said, it's the one that started it all. It's the OG. Um, without the first scream, you obviously wouldn't have the rest of them. Um, and any other horror movie that, um, got inspiration from it, games that got inspiration from it, Halloween costumes that got inspiration from it, you wouldn't have any of that without the original scream. So, I mean, I'm gonna pick that one as best story. All right, Kaneki, what about you? I'm I'm agree, you know. It's obvious. Scream 1 is, you know, the favorite, the best one uh, story, hands down. But I would say because if it wasn't for the Gaines Ripper uh, IRL situation, I would think we would not have Scream if that event didn't occur at all. You know, it, it was really sad what happened with, uh, with the Gainesville Ripper. Uh, situation but like i said if you know if that never occur or never took place i i would think scream would, wouldn't even be you know wouldn't exist or not until like after the 90s sure what about I'm you done. uh yeah like i i will 100 percent agree with everybody i mean just just for the fact that Scream 1 is just, you know, like a, a very, I guess at the time, very unique movie compared to other slashers. So, um, especially with the fact that it's not really a uh, a very, uh, 
like mystical kind of character you know like it's an actual person that's nobody you know having to do deal with being possessed or you know too angry to fucking die or you know kind of just stuff like that so um i think just in general it's like one of those like different things too that it was just a very good movie and it still holds up to this day i really do think that it, it holds up as a really good movie um and I and I was pretty much like very uh, in between that one or four because it's just four is like another one, especially the fact that how long it took to make uh, one from three to four. Basically, it was like a whole like eleven or twelve years or whatever how long it was. Um, you know, it's like it, it was a very big uh, in between movies, but it was still a pretty good one, especially just to, just for the fact that you know it took so long to get for them to get like a a sequel movie out after the third one. Um, so yeah, like I, I think one overall will probably be the best story. Just, just to agree with everybody else, and not break the chain kind of deal. So uh, yeah. All right, we're gonna do a very simple one, which is favorite kill and least favorite, and I'll go first. So favorite kill is obviously the one that everyone always talks about when it comes to this franchise, which is the one with Casey Becker. I'm talking, she was stabbed up beaten uh thrown around uh choked out to the point where her vocal cords couldn't even work anymore then stabbed more dragged while her parents are listening to her dying breath on the phone and hung with her own guts and organs on a tree it it's one of the most like downright gruesome violent kills in series because of how remorseless it is in terms of least favorite you know what i'm just gonna say cc cooper from the second screen movie she gets stabbed in the back twice and thrown off a balcony that's it that that's the kill and i'm like well that's it <laughs> it's like I, I understand it's convenient but it's not even elaborate or or as fun as some of the other kills in the series even the garage kill for for uh dewey's sister i believe was a lot more entertaining than that so yeah, that that's a resident sticker in my opinion, and that's like my favorite and least favorite kills. I'm going to have Kaneki go next. I appreciate that, Ren. Uh, my favorite kill from the Scream, uh, for Ghostface kill will have to be the opening sequence to Scream One, because of how it sets up, and then how we see the the literally Ghostface just outright kill the first victim. You know. For our uh, for our first victim's uh, boyfriend, uh, the, the the way we see his guts coming out of, of his stomach and all that, I'm like, well, yeah, I know where that movie's gonna t- uh, gonna become. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> Steven that got gutted. Oh man, they didn't even hold back, and I thought that would be it, right? You would thought uh, that would that would that that would be them showing off the worst. No, uh, the way they kill off Drew. Uh, when we find when the parents found uh where they you know where Ghostface put the body in and uh yeah I'm not gonna lie that I wouldn't say it scared me as a kid it uh it fucked up my mind for sure you know when you was watching it as a as a young either a young teen or like me when I was like a, a young ch- child that shit fucked me up I was like damn not only did he, did he kill uh, did he kill her worse than uh, Steven but man he did not hell back. And I guess I would have to add like a bonus kill with uh, with you know 
I didn't like Dewey dying, but I'm not gonna lie, Ghostface did not hell back when he, when Dewey fucked up just that one moment, and he just like, lets it all out on Dewey, and it's just like, man, this like, this like, he showed no mercy when he had the chance. Uh, my least favorite would have to be, you know, anytime Mindy gets stabbed and doesn't die, like, come on, man, how can you mess it up and not kill Mindy, bro? You could kill Dewey, but not Mindy? Ghostface fails again. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna move on to... You know what? Falcon, you go ahead with yours. Okay. Um, I'm gonna agree with you on... I think the best is the Casey Becker kill from the first. Just as yeah. you said, because of how gruesome it is, I don't think there was any other kill I can think of that was as traumatic for like the people witnessing it aside from her i mean to have her own parents listen and hear some of this and then come home and see it um yeah. was probably really terrible but one that really uh makes me laugh is also um tatum riley he tried to go through the doggy door in the garage and gets killed by a garage door like it was the stupidest thing i've ever seen um, I would say that I would say that would be my funniest kill from that movie. But go ahead. Um, the one that's my least favorite was the uh, Laura Crane from the newest movie, The Chick in the Beginning. It was so obvious to everybody watching the movie that she was going to die in that alley, and it was just done so boring. I just knew it was going to happen. I wasn't even entertained in the slightest by her dying. I was like, yep, nope, she's falling for the whole phone call, lost, and she's going to go down this alley, she's going to get stabbed, die, and I was like, yep. It was so obvious. I just didn't like it at all. All right, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do honorable mention for funniest kill. Uh, that black dude in Scream 3, how that whole scenario happened, and he said, oh, you motherfucker, and he got thrown off the pool balcony and i'm not a fan of these balcony kills i think they're very uh lazy but the fact that it was just so goddamn hilarious is, is at least i got to laugh at it versus cc where it's like you got this popular i think it was sarah michelle geller who got killed you could have i understand they tried to harp on the whole screen one had a popular actress let's do it again but she just died lamely and it wasn't funny it was just stupid but that was that was hilarious to me i i just couldn't stop laughing at that dude constantly taunting Ghostface and he just running around like a Scooby-Doo mystery. It was quite hilarious. But uh, I want to say, Kryle, you go next. Okay, so this is this is gonna be a uh, little bit of a surprise. Let me adjust my mic here. So. Uh, I'm kind of surprised nobody mention this because in my opinion this death is uh honestly more brutal than what happened with Casey and Steven more so more brutal than Casey um because From from what I can remember, uh, Olivia and Scream 4, 
she got it the worst out of almost anybody other than Annika. Because this bitch got stabbed in the shoulder, stabbed straight through the hand, thrown around the room, stabbed multiple times in the back, stabbed multiple times in the stomach, exposing her guts, because we actually see it in the film, gets thrown through the window because Ghostface is teasing uh, Kirby and Jill because they're actively watching her being thrown across the room. And... And then eventually started finishing off by continuously stabbing her in the stomach, ripping out her guts as Sydney is running into the house trying to see if she could stop Ghostface. But obviously she didn't because when she came in, the walls were painted in Olivia's blood. Her guts just spilled out everywhere. And this was, like, on film, too. This wasn't, like, a cut. They didn't cut it out, and then, like, jump cut, we see guts. We actually see it. So, in my opinion, that's one of the best kills. By far. As much as I did like uh, the Casey Steven kill uh, from the beginning of Scream, that one was... Whoa! That one will always stick... In my uh, in my noggin here, um, worst the worst kill. <laughs> I would say Jennifer and Scream Three. We don't really see her getting shanked by Ghostface. We just see Dewey being Dewey. And shooting the fucking mirrors. And uh, he shoots one mirror and her dead body like falls through it. We don't see Ghostface actually do anything to Jennifer. I would say Tom, but I didn't. I wanted to include a kill that Ghostface himself with his hands. Not a trap he set up or anything like that. His own hands. I wanted to include Jennifer's was the weakest. I didn't like it. Oh, screen with them all screen deaths. Uh, it, it, that's that happened a lot at the midpoint of the movie too. Yeah, I, I had to mention Olivia though, because that that was extremely freaking brutal. All right, we have like a small, tiny little bonus question here since we talked so much about characters and Scream is very character driven. So, oh, you didn't go ahead. Uh, honestly, you're, you kind of took mine earlier. I want to see the black guy from three. Okay, the funniest All thing right. about that too is I don't know why, but like. A little bit later on, you see his dead body near the pool, and they like focus on it a little bit. And I, I, that was just so fucking funny. I just couldn't stop laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah, he's just still there. Like this man being paid just to sit there and be <laughs> easiest paycheck of his life. But the answer that came for me was he just ran after him. Like, you know what? Fuck these two. I'm watching the black guy. <laughs> You're mine. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite one. Just sheer comedy of it. It's just so stupid. 
Oh, my least favorite? Quite frankly, I'm not sure. I could say some of the more simple kills, like the one you mentioned from 2, being my least favorite, though. But honestly, I can't say which one I actually don't like. But I actually might go with, with Token Set, actually, in Scream 6, with that, that bimbo literally walked down the alleyway, answer a phone call, and she's going to get sniped off by some by what, Flash Thompson from the Spider-Man movies. I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, Amen. I'll probably go with that one. It's my <laughs> least favorite. Hey, man, Spider-Man didn't want to be his friend. That's why he was a killer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? Spider-Man abandoned me. Now, I'm going to go kill everyone else. All right. That's it? Do you, yeah. do you have a funny kill, Brandon, or, or was that it? Uh, funny kill. It would be the explosion from three. The, the house oh. that blows up. Yeah, that man has looking like ah shit, and boom, like that would be a scene I'd be taking seriously, but I just couldn't. Like his facial expression, the explosion CG, and them jump off the mountains, like it feels like a comedy when it's not supposed to be. Yeah, that's probably my funniest one. I think I could talk about just hilarious screen three kills all day, but it is Shug's turn. Oh man, so <laughs> so. Her favorite kills, um, I don't really know. Like, I it's kind of hard. I was thinking about them while you guys were over here just going through them, but I'm mainly more of a big fan of the funnier kills. You know what I mean? Um, like the house blowing up is probably like one of the funniest things ever. But another thing, like another one that I remember you guys like having like a gif just automatically and then chat one time, but it was the Mickey getting shot. That thing was fucking hilarious. I think because I, I kind of want to count it because it's like technically a ghost face killing another ghost face, but that fucking just the fact of Mickey like coming out the damn like uh uh or not really a ghost face killing ghost face, but uh just coming out the rubble and just out of nowhere trying to scare people and getting shot again. It was hilarious. But um, if we're going off in terms of like actual like kills, um, I might just go with the uh, the original one. I think I think like the from the the first movie, the beginning, um, Drew Barrymore getting just fucking gutted. I think I think overall that's like a, a big favorite of everybody. I think it, it's it's just it's just good. Um, it sets up everything and what you expect of it kind of deal, especially with how gory it was. Um, another another funny one that I just uh, I would like to acknowledge is from it's I think yeah I think it's Scream Four and it's like the beginning parts whenever they're like watching the movies and they're like uh, switching through the movies and whatnot. And I just like one of those like movie within a movie kind of deal. Where uh, just Goldface pops out of nowhere and stabs the bitch real quick and just like you know goes away. I love those. Those make me fucking laugh. Uh, and uh, for worst kill, I will go with um, uh, worst kill, worst kill. I mean, honestly, the, there was a there was a couple of them in, in in Scream Three, especially that one with the with the chick with the where Dewey was just shooting the fucking glass. That was hilarious. It was like scary movie, kind of kind of funny, um, and and the black dude just I, I, like I wouldn't call it bad, but it was kind of like eh, you know, uh, the, the black dude just getting fucking uh, just dropped off the second floor or whatever it was, um, but yeah, 
I think I think overall I think that one where uh, it was just Dewey shooting the glass while she just tapping it and like dying was just too funny. It was just too funny not to uh uh just laugh at it as a bad because you don't even see it. You just see her getting stabbed and like blood just going, you know, just going kind of deal. But yeah, that's it. That guy died from a four foot drop. I was laughing yeah. so damn hard. But we're on the final question now, and uh, it's like a bonus question. So if you could revert and change any character death within the series that was important, who would it be? Uh, I'm going to go real quick. I'm going to say Randy. I'm just going to be the nerd and say Randy because, I mean, he's funny and he was annoying. And I, I feel like he could have at least carried it all the way to screen four. He, if he would die at some point, it would be probably between four and five. But... I, I think it would have been a great dynamic to maybe see him harden up and change and, and see because I they tried to get the whole oh now Sydney needs a lover and, and they got uh the cop I forget his goddamn name uh and he's a boring character <laughs> from screen three so it's like and I know Randy liked her so it's like they could have made some sort of thing happen with them uh but they didn't so I I think that would have been maybe a great chemistry for those two characters if they would have done something like that at least and uh, I don't know honorable mentions I, I might say Dewey I, I might just just out of pure necessity so those are the only two characters i think i would bring back everyone else kind of had it coming uh in my personal opinion so that's that as for moving on to the next person we're gonna go with brandon i say if i could change someone's um death or whatever let's see it would, it would be dewey's because his death was the only one that legit bothered me because i hate how dumb he was motherfucker walked up to him he had a gun. He had the range. All right, just shoot his ass right where he's at. Always well, get a good angle. Move a little bit, fine, because now you can see around the corner. Shoot him in the head and walk the fuck away. Why the fuck are you getting close to him? And then you fall right and distract you and you get killed. Like that is such bullshit. I'm sorry. Like this man has been through this four other times, and you'll sit here and tell me that. Oh no, step bro's calling me. Oh, I got stabbed and I'm dead. Like get the fuck out of here, man. Like no. Seriously, has anybody learned this fucking series? No, but oh, did did the issues of fairness? This man got like how many times he got stabbed? Like twenty times? Good. Yes. God. Well, he got stabbed like every fucking movie, right? But this time he actually did. Yeah, this he time Ghostface was through. like, let me let me get him right in the heart and in the back, and there you go. Give him back shot. I mean backstab and what? Pronto. Did I hear back shots? All right, we we moving on to the next person. Pause. We moving on, boss. Pause. Uh, Talking is your turn. Uh, talk about the characters you would save and backshot. I mean, uh, revert Excuse back me. if uh, they were alive. No. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna just once again. I'm gonna be piggybacking off your answers because the only two that I would even consider uh, wishing that they hadn't been killed off would have been um, Randy and Dewey. Like, everybody else either had it coming or they were just too boring of characters to even keep in there. Um, Dewey, purely for the fact that not only, as Brandon said, it was a really stupid way for them to write him out of the script, 
But um, after everything that man went through and did for everybody else in the series, like he deserved to have a happy ending. Um, kind of what Sydney did. Granted, she's still technically in there, but like she got to go off and get married and have kids and, you know, Dewey deserved that as well. Um, and then Randy, like it's obvious in the other movies, they're trying to get a Randy replacement. If they hadn't killed him off in the first place, he would have been in there way better than fucking Mindy, as we all know. So, like, he was a good character that should have just stayed in. But everybody else, I don't really think I care that much for. Mm, what about you, Kaneki? Oh, man. I wish Dewey was still alive. That's what I would change. Dewey should still be alive. And let Mandy be the one to get killed. Moving on. I agree with this. I agree with this. Uh, Cryo, what about you? Okay. Um, it's a now to be funny. I would say you know, Randy's so he uh, you know can find the geek can finally have the girl as he always wanted because when he was asked. What would he do differently in his uh, horror movie? He would say, I'd let the geek get the girl. Uh, but in all actuality, I would say Dewey. Dewey has always, like I said before, uh, he's always been dealt a shit hand. So definitely Dewey as a definite. He was literally the WCW world champion. You gotta show that man respect. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Phil, what about you? Who would you bring back from the debt? Dewey. Like, I, I can't. Like, he was, exactly. honestly, my, he was 100% my favorite character through and through. I liked him from the start. I was very pissed whenever, he, like, I tell, I almost stopped and just like took off the movie out, out of my my DVD player. Like, I was just like, I'm, I'm out. I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I, I almost stopped and I like signed off the the, the podcast and everything. But uh, <laughs> I think overall, yes, I would have loved for him to not die. Um, and with uh, what's his face, Randy also. Randy also kind of just annoyed me with how they killed him off. I think they could. He, I I honestly think he could have lasted a bit longer in the in the series, and I think just for the fact that they killed him off, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I I think he needed to be in more movies than just I guess what was it like two movies? Like it was. I I think he was needed a bit more, um, especially with how they did with three. I guess they used him anyways, but um. But yeah, I, I would either just the Dewey or, or Randy or just both in general. Um, and was there a second part to that question or was that it just for one person? Because if I wanted other like characters to die, of course, I would, I would want Mindy. That's yeah, Mindy for sure. And I guess Gail almost got killed off, but I, I think if Dewey is still alive, I wouldn't want Gail to die kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I think I think just Mindy overall I prefer her just to get you know keel over because it's just I don't know she's just not fun or interesting. I I really find her very annoying. Um, she should have got done how uh how her brother got done in in that theater you know stabbed like fucking full full blown Julius Caesar kind of deal. But you know 
didn't happen sadly and uh yeah i think those are pretty much my my choices i'm just glad chad lived i, I think they made the right yeah. choice i like I, chad i thought that man was done after they turned him into a human shish kebab i was like oh no did, did he live i was like oh yes so that was that was actually pretty great that they uh they surprised me at the end but that is it for the screen podcast ranking the franchise and and talking about our favorite characters least favorite characters favorite movies all that good stuff so we're going to do outros you can find me obviously on twitter at rent operative underscore you can find me on youtube at renegade operative i will be uh, uploading my next part of final fantasy 16 i've been playing that that game is really good so uh, check that out when that is up, and I'll upload this on the IES channel tomorrow. Next up is Cryo. Where can we find you with your outros? Beep up, beep up, buzz that compute, Cryobot one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter under uh, Cryo Gaming. Uh, Kaneki, what about you? What's your outros, good sir? You can only find me on Twitter and YouTube under Google Order. And you already know what I'm, you know, my, my stance on Twitch. Moving on. And Brandon? I exist. <laughs> I exist. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, right. You can find me on Twitter and on uh, Immortal Randall. I have a link tree somewhere. You can find it from other associations and yada, yada, yada. yada. Everything else is not your fucking business. Leave me alone. All right. Ooh, cool. Amen. Tolkien, what about you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Lady Tolkien, and then That's on great. Twitter, oi, and on Twitter, I am Lady Tolkien Seven. She's not. Nope. It's an imposter. It's an AI. No, okay, she's playing. Here. She's actively playing Among Us. We got that. Nope. Oh, well, Cindy's about to join her with the, you know, actor strike. Oh. I'm pretending I ain't seeing no cheeks in chat. Shoot, where are we find you? What? Oh, uh, cheeks, cheeks in chat. Cheeks in uh, chat? Oh, I got you. Yeah, chat cheeks. Uh, damn. Okay, anyway. <laughs> God damn. Uh, that's after dark, sir. Uh, anyways, uh, you guys can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. I don't use Twitch, but it's there. Uh, at Sugar Best, and I'm currently doing on my YouTube Final Fantasy 16, and I just got finished with Alan Wake. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you find those entertaining. All right, and we're going to sign off this podcast. Uh, pretty great so far with uh, Scream moving forward. I can't wait for Scream 7. Uh, this is going to be an interesting movie. Hopefully they don't rush it. I've heard they're not going to rush it, which is great. Uh, so we're going to definitely talk about it when that finally drops and give our opinions from there. So until then, this is the Infinite Ammo Syndicate signing off. And remember... Do you like scary movies? Don't answer that phone then. Do you, See you like later. delays? Yeah, it's gonna be delayed. Fuck you. I hate you for saying that. <laughs> Is it delay? For for screen seven, yes. Oh no.